0: Hey there, Lions! Did you know that you can get access to exclusive bonus audio content by joining our paid support group, the Lions of Liberty Pride? For as little as five dollars a month, you can help us grow this program to new heights. Learn more by heading over to lionsofliberty.com slash support.
1: There was a very high-tech society before Adam and Eve. They were just the only ones that had survived because there was no regulations.
2: <laughs> it's in the Bible.
0: Welcome to the Lions of Liberty podcast. Here is your host, your guide, your shining beacon of liberty, Mark Clare. Hey, hey, my, my. Welcome on back to Lions of Liberty. Really, I'm, I'm super excited today. I'm always excited to talk about liberty. I'm always excited to have great guests on, but I just get a little extra excitement when we do one of these shows, because today, my friends, is, of course, another edition of (music) Libertarians in Living Rooms Drinking Liquor. That is right. This is when I gather some fellow Lions of Blind over a few adult beverages to talk some liberty. And today, we're going to talk some liberty based on some of your questions, because we're going to be answering a few letters of liberty. Before we get to that... Time to bring in my guest, starting with the host of Electric Liberty Land, your weekly shot of comedy culture and a little Liberty, too. Lives right down the street. His
3: name is Brian McWilliams. Hello. Yeah, I try to squeeze a little Liberty in. By the way, I object to you calling these adult beverages. That's a very statist uh, attitude to have, Mark, (laughs) since it's arbitrary state laws that say who can drink these beverages.
0: When When should children be allowed to drink?
3: I say age three.
0: Three. Okay. Get him
3: in early. I say I say retard those brain development cells quickly.
0: All right. So when you run for office, this audio will come back to either haunt <laughs> oh, you yeah. or it might it might win you the libertarian nomination. I don't know. It, it could really <laughs> could go vote. either way. Daryl Perry. I think if you if just you, won Daryl Perry's vote. Actually, he's you win the he didn't Libertarian say
3: nomination. Your career in politics is over anyway. So it's a catch. Twenty two. <laughs>
0: Daryl Perry responds three years old. Statist. <laughs> All right, let's move along to uh, a place of sadness, a place of sorrow, a place called Cleveland uh, for our one and only head researcher, head uh, and only lawyer and just general swell guy, Mr. Rico. I
2: don't know what you're talking about, sadness. I'm on cloud nine right here. I just watched the end of Mighty Ducks and the Mighty Ducks pulled through five to four. A <laughs> oh, tremendous huge. goal.
0: Big win. So, big, big win for the city of Anaheim. Do you yes. just watch Mighty Ducks anytime you're sad about <laughs> no. sports
3: and life?
2: Not the real team, the movie, you dumbass. I want
3: to watch. Happy Where do they base that in the movie, though? I mean, I guess they I made the know. team after the movie came out, know. right? We're it, already talking about this too much. It wasn't Wherever they lived, it, they should have been a team. It should have been somewhere cold. should resided they in Emilioville.
0: Emilio! All right. I will uh, link to the movie The Mighty Ducks on the show notes so everyone can go check it out if they haven't seen it. And maybe we can move on to some other things uh, before we do. So I got to bring in our final member of our Liberty panel here. He is the first person who ever told me about the ideas of liberty. I've never heard the word before this man. Uh, he is, of course, the godfather himself, Mr. Howie Snowden. Hey, Mark.
1: Lent is over and I'm back to drinking.
0: Yeah, that's right. You you you've been kind of laying low for a while. I think it was maybe a couple months ago you were on and uh, you weren't drinking because of Lent. I think that was when Rico was in the library. Classic I episode. You were a <laughs> Satanist
3: Howie? No, no,
0: no. Mm. Howie's had 17 different li- religions since no. I've known him. So,
1: sort of, kind of Catholic, but
0: <laughs> Catholic-ish. Sometimes <laughs> little Muslim, sometimes a little Jewish. You know, whatever.
3: Um, How many religions does it take to get to the center of the Tootsie Pop? Howie's going to find out.
0: I'll pause for the, uh, the standard <laughs> awkward silence there, and then we'll, <laughs> while everyone tries to figure out that joke, and then we'll move on. <laughs> it no was me, a joke, it's just right?
3: It's a prolific statement.
0: Okay. All right, folks. And uh, as I said, we're going to answer a few letters of liberty, but uh, first, I just want to talk about uh, some things that are going on in, in the liberty world. And uh, obviously, the biggest thing going on in the liberty world is my interview with progressive host Sam Cedar. Guy's been around a long time. He's a, uh, Really first started at Air America with Janine Groffalo something like 13 years ago. And uh, he's kept his show going through various forms. And it's currently a podcast. He does a lot of YouTube. Uh, Sam Cedar. he's had a lot of debate with libertarians. I decided to bring him in for the show, uh, to have a conversation, not necessarily a debate. And a lot of people seemed they, some people were disappointed, I should say, that, that it wasn't m- formatted more as a debate. But, you know, on that show, I was playing the role of host, not, not the role of debate opponent. Uh, so that's, that's kind of the approach I took to it. I, I try to challenge him at times, but what were you guys' initial impressions of Sam Sater? And, and by the way, I, I'm not going to go on too much of a rant about this. I'm going to let you guys talk about it because I already recorded a, t- a 20 minute reaction to my, interview with sam cedar and that my friends is available only to members of the lions of liberty pride which you can join by going over to lionsofliberty.com support that'll get you access to all sorts of bonus content uh discounts on t-shirts free t-shirts depending on what level you sign up and uh if you sign up for a high enough level the 25 dollar level you get to have a monthly conference call with us you guys just had that last night right right brian
3: Yes, we did. And I have some commentary on Sam Cedar I'm going to share from that conversation. Ooh,
0: exciting. Well, why don't we go ahead and get right to that? What, what, what kind of an insight did our, did our very loyal, very elite $25 members pass along?
3: Well, they said that they uh, they actually thought you did pretty well. They thought you you handled yourself uh, as you would be expected to because they didn't think you should attack him. Mainly because it's it never seems to pay dividends to directly attack progressives anyway. Because mm-hmm. all they do is get progressive and use the same tired old arguments of "Don't you care?" and it doesn't change anything because they're all you know coming from a position of what's fair and what's not fair and emotion and this moral obligation to uh, to do whatever for the poor. So they said you did you you did all right uh you know B plus A you know, like minus range maybe B, I mean <laughs> yeah exactly yeah B plus ish I wouldn't give myself thing,
0: an A plus even because I mean listening back there was like uh, you know three or four times so I'm like damn it I should have said this damn it I should have said right. that but then well, it would have been one two one, hours so you know
3: well exactly and I mean there was one point I think I was I was texting you and I mentioned this on another podcast maybe my own podcast but uh, I texted you after the interview listening to it saying that there was one specific point where I got I I just pissed me off because. Sam said that <laughs> no, not the roads, my roads. No, uh, he had said that libertarianism was based around theory and had no data to back it up. And meanwhile, I just it. Whenever I hear that, it makes my blood boil because look at progressive politics. Look at all of the. Failures of the welfare state and the failures of this massive government that keeps growing, and all the money and statistics that go into it, proving that their system completely doesn't work. Yet they have no, they have no doubt, and they have no qualms saying that we have no data. I Meanwhile, well, all of history supports where we're coming from and argues against the liberal perspective.
2: Well, their their positions haven't worked because Republican uh, obstructionism. So <laughs> oh, they haven't yes, been clearly. Able to fully <laughs> implement their ideas, and, and because if the only they were. Memes
3: it would be a utopia.
1: Yeah. I almost yeah. kind of wish that Hillary had won so they could stop blaming Republicans for everything that's wrong.
3: That's what Dave I mean. Smith was saying well, is that if, if Hillary <laughs> won at least you could blame her for it all uh, going to hell cuz if Trump's going to screw it up anyway, you know. Like
1: now, now Trump is going to be the blame for everything for the next like 20 years
3: yeah but wasn't everything under obama
0: the republicans fault for obstructionism so it really doesn't seem to matter who's in well, charge or it was well, bush's fault because remember was
3: everything fault. was bush for the first four years yeah it was like the yeah. default but bush you go okay whatever
0: yeah and when eight years of <laughs> cory booker sucks they're gonna be like man if trump just didn't fuck it up so bad you know we would have been <laughs> fine but he it took him seven seven years and 11 months to dig out of this we just finally got out and then you put another <laughs> republican in uh, one
3: more one. thing I want to share from the uh, the private chat with our Super Pride members. And I also want to share that I'm drinking a lovely Chimay Premier Ale. Oh, I didn't I ask
0: any of you guys what you were drinking. I totally No, you made a that. big
3: deal about it before I, the show, I making did. sure we were drinking, and then you didn't even mention <laughs> I did. it. I did. I did
0: a whole pre-show spiel about everybody better be drinking. And I just skipped right the hell over that yep. question.
2: Well, they we call that
3: hazing in some way. Yeah. <laughs> some. Um, but one other thing is Sam Cedar does the voice of Hugo on Bob's Burgers. And uh, so I automatically hate him because I hate the character and I hate the voice he does. But the the character of Hugo, people wanted you to point out to him because it is ironic that the character of Hugo is a health inspector that routinely oversteps his government position and is doing immoral things all the time to go after Bob of Bob's Burgers, uh, screw him over. He makes him wear a wire to do a wire sting on a meat dealer and all sorts of crazy crap uh, that you'd expect government stooges to do in abusing their power.
0: Yeah, I do wish I knew more about the specific character and if I, if I even realized he was a health inspector, I definitely would have jumped on that and tried to tie it in. I'm sure the response would have been, well, well, that's just a parody of what libertarians think <laughs> health inspectors are. So, hey, I, right. I, I can already predict his answer to that. But, uh honestly, he's, he was a nice guy. I mean, we talked off air and I, I mean, I think he genuinely did appreciate uh the fact that I brought him on at all and the fact that I I don't know if he was surprised by the tone I took, but he was definitely seemed like pretty happy at the end i mean just happy with the fact that it, it didn't turn into a shouting match or a you know a who interrupted who thing i mean if you, i don't know if you guys heard the, the walter block discussion with him but i i just thought it was the, one of the most painful things i've ever listened to
3: so, I was just talking over each other constantly yeah, I didn't I didn't and, I mean listen, and,
0: you know, and then they no. get into the, the tiny minutia of little things and it's just like I that's the what I tried to stay away from and he tried to get into was get into the minutiae of a specific regulation and and yeah fair enough I didn't really know much about the specific regulation he brought up but you know I mean you can you can you can try to make someone seem silly by by trying to you know find one thing they don't have full knowledge on. But I'm trying to really talk about higher level concepts than one specific regulation. And really, my response to that should have just been like, well, it should be. Fr- I was trying to say it should be fraud just because it isn't fraud isn't doesn't mean we need huge unrest regulations. It means it means you need to better identify fraud. And if what he's can talking I, about, can is I true. say
2: something about that. It was kind of ironic what he was talking about, because he was talking about a statutory definition of fraud, which is the government telling us what fraud is. Right. <laughs> um, right, yeah. but so because the government has defined fraud one way and it doesn't cover what <laughs> that specific situation, somehow the libertarian principle
3: is moot. Uh, I didn't really
0: proven. false. Seemed, right?
3: Yeah. Well, it, well it's uh, like, look at this way. If you got, look, you commit a murder, right? Then you go to, you go to court and the government makes a plea deal with you and they say, OK, we're not going to give you murder one. We're going to give you manslaughter. Is it murder? Yes, it's still a fucking murder. It's just because the government changed the definition to suit their purposes doesn't mean it's not still murder.
1: I also didn't like when he tried to go down the road of, well, like, why do you think they started these regulations? That You think it just came out of nowhere? It's like, well, of course someone got food poisoning somewhere. Some Things happen. The world's not perfect. It never will be. With all the government rules and regulations, we still had Chipotle shut down and poisoned a ton of people. You know, it's
3: it's just ridiculous Chipotle stuff. took a
0: huge hit in business after that that they have not recovered from. Yeah. So I mean, there is Chipotle a, made
3: me vomit I mean, out of my mouth for twenty four hours straight. Honestly, I, I was part of that hit.
0: I used to it love things, Chipotle, and even just seeing the news stories, I haven't been since because I don't want to risk it. So I mean, that it hurts them.
1: Things are so much different in this day and age with, with the news and with Yelp. It, I know if people got food poisoning in a place I'm going to go to because it's gonna say on a, a Yelp review.
0: And you know what? So. Sometimes I know that someone got food poisoning and I say screw it. It looks delicious. And that's my risk. Yeah. If I want to eat the these the Indian food that might have been out a little too long because it looks delicious, that's my choice to, to make, my friend. Just
3: like going to the strip club. Sometimes <laughs> you say, "You know what? That's worth the risk. It looks pretty good." <laughs> I'm not so going to respond to that. How did
2: people make it to like 1950 without government uh, or uh, They without all died. The FDA. They all died.
0: Two people <laughs> lived. How are we here? Two people lived. They started procreating, and, and that's the current you know, people. Adam that and are Eve alive. were really 20 years. As soon as regulations came out, they're like, finally, we can flourish.
1: There was a very high tech society before Adam and Eve. They were just the only ones that had survived because there was no regulations.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's in the Bible.
1: They're the ones that lived
0: in Antarctica before it was covered in ice, right? Right. Maybe we'll talk about that on a future Conspiracy Corner. What do you think about that? The Antarctica Conspiracy. That's a high-level teaser, my friends. You can hear our Conspiracy Roundtables. Again, by joining the Lions of Liberty Pride, we did one a couple weeks ago and another one in the next week or so. So if you want to hear us talk about wacky conspiracies and really go off the rails... Well, look no further than the Lions of Liberty Pride. That's my last plug, I swear maybe maybe not. Uh, I do want to backtrack a little because like I, like I mentioned, I totally whiffed on the drinks And it's, it's the most important aspect of what we're doing. Liberty's fine, but drinking is crucial. So I'm gonna point out first that I am drinking a ballast point watermelon Dorado. It's quite delicious. I guess you I guess you need, th- I, guess you need <laughs> I guess you need the host to uh, to steer you guys along. Uh, somebody tell me what they're drinking Brian already did Rico, what do you got?
2: And a Modelo. Nice right. and smooth.
0: Keeping it simple. Howie, I feel like you're going to have some hard liquor. Am I right or wrong?
1: Yeah, you're wrong. I'm just drinking some Pilsner or Cal. It's uh Pilsner from the Czech Republic. Pretty good.
0: All right. What do I know? I thought I knew you better than I do. <laughs> I feel like you're going to reach for the whiskey before the end of the show, though. That's that's my prediction. Yeah, I got to be at work super early tomorrow.
3: All right. Boring.
0: Anyway, um,
3: what are we here for?
0: We're here to talk about. Well, OK. Anybody
3: else have Sam Cedar commentary? Okay, yeah. Or? Well, I got a oh, bunch. Yeah, sorry. So
2: one, he uh, kind of repeatedly implicated, if not stated flat out, a free market is not possible. I disagree with that point. Um,
0: well, here's the thing, he, he set up he set up basically a, his own definition of free market and then refuted that, but the problem is that's not what anybody's talking about when they're talking about a free market. <laughs> so it's it's
2: yeah, a, a he, moot point. He was basically talking about on a macro level in you know in the United States and of course a free market is basically not possible under our current system because the government reaches into everything. That's we're a long ways away from ever getting the government out of, you know, our transactions. But I, I think you see free markets on a, a micro level all the time um, until like, you know, say Airbnb. Um, I, I mean, it's not a perfect example, but, you know, it's people renting out their houses. You can kind of go in, pick which one you want. And then you see, for example, the government stepping in and saying, oh, you can't like Santa Monica, you can't have Airbnb or the uh, the untaxed cigarette market in New York that got I think <laughs> yeah, Eric, Eric Garner, Garner killed. killed. I mean that that was a, a you know, an underground free market because in response to government regulations. but you know there's a kind of ways to adapt, and then the government steps in and shuts it down. But is that an indictment on free market principles that the government doesn't let certain sectors operate freely?
0: According to Sam, I think he would say, yes. He's also, he's really basically saying if there's any intervention by a third party to protect property, that market is no longer free. That's kind of what he's saying. But it's, it's an irrelevant thing because everybody that talks about free markets, I mean, libertarians, free market type people, they're talking about a free market based on private property. So you're already starting with private property and then they're saying from that point, you allow the market to function. So what he's setting up is not what, Anybody is talking about when they're talking about free markets. So it's just it's really just a straw man. The way I see it.
1: And it's not like any of us actually think we'll have a completely free market in our lifetimes. The, the goal is just to move towards it, to have as free of a market as we can because we all know what the results of government meddling is.
0: Right. Well, that that's the point I was um, trying to make when he tried to do his little uh well, show me the show me what country has a fully free market. I mean, it's like, well, I mean, no, that doesn't well, exist and never When we will. when we
1: had a much freer market, we had growth beyond what we could possibly imagine today right yep so
0: and north korea the closest probably country to a lack of a free market there still is a black market there because that's going to develop naturally no matter what any government does because people need black markets to live the same thing in cuba black markets are banned but they exist so i mean to to some extent free markets can't be stopped even in the most totalitarian of countries but right. i mean the point being he's you know if, if he's going to say you can't you know free markets are wrong because no country has a full free market then i have to say socialism and progressivism are wrong because no country fully has that i mean it's a silly well, argument
3: yeah, it is. But also, and and to uh, to the point about free markets being much, allow every, everybody to flourish more freely. I think it's it's either Sweden or Denmark. One of the other two, they had so much wealth when they were a, a wide open free market. They had so much wealth. And then as more as more government intrusion got in and they started putting all these social things in place and regulations in place and all this other socialist garbage and oversight from the government, you see that wealth start to shrink and shrink and shrink and shrink. Now, they still have a lot of those entitlements. Obviously, they have all the entitlements. But at the same time, you see their you know gross domestic product has dropped precipitously since that free market got curtailed from all this government regulation and BS.
1: Here, here. speaking of economic systems, whether they work or not? I, just, I saw this meme today that cracked me up. It said, uh, if, communism, "If communism doesn't work, then why do so many support so many people support it?" it said because none of those people work either. Oh,
0: yeah, I did <laughs> see that as well. It's, it's
3: not a bad one. That's pretty good. All
0: right. One more thing I want to touch on before we get to some letters. Um, As we were talking about uh, during the show in the beginning here, um, Howie the Satanist – no, I'm just kidding. But uh, you did see the LP – put out a meme with a quote i don't remember the exact quote something about you know having individual control over your body something a quote the quote was a very libertarian quote and then they put that it's from the the uh i think the church of satan or whatever Mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of people were very upset uh for a number of reasons uh some people just thought it was bad strategy in easter week or whatever um
2: other people were (laughs) actually
0: other people were actually offended by it straight up um I don't know. I have mixed thoughts on it. I'm not, I'm not offended by it. I actually think it's fine. And I, I think a party as small and, and irrelevant as the libertarian party can afford to be a little edgy. And I, I'm not really too worried about scaring off evangelical Christians who would be equally scared off by the time they hear we want legal weed. So, I mean, I'm not terribly concerned about it. You can argue if it was good or bad strategy, but for me, I think it's the, the hoopla is silly. Uh, what do you guys think?
3: Eh, it doesn't matter. I think it was a I don't think it was a good idea, but I don't think it was something that's going to tank him. But at the same time, here's my real question. Why not just say that MLK said it like every other meme that's posted on Facebook?
0: <laughs> Thomas
3: Then <Jefferson>. you're fine. <laughs> True. I Allie. mean, I wasn't
1: I wasn't offended, but I mean, I also don't think it's a wise marketing move for the Libertarian Party. But I mean, you said, do, does this matter? Does does the LP really even matter anymore? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't see them going anywhere period. So. Maybe it is a
0: wise marketing decision. I don't know. <laughs> well, May- maybe enough. Uh. Maybe a bunch of like evangelical Christian people will get upset by it, and they're they're raving about it at their house, and their little satanist son hears he's like, "Who's talking about Satanism?" and they look it up. He's like, "LP Satanism, huh?" And suddenly we get a bunch of new kids in that
3: were that were oh, lovin- so you're loving talking Satan. to the kids. All right, I mean, I think not, you're talking that, to the parents. They're like, I'm so mad, I'm gonna research libertarianism. I mean, like eighteen year olds, <laughs> not
0: like you know, not three. I'm not advocating three year olds drink liquor and and you know, support Satanism or anything.
3: Yeah, well, kind of like the Gary Johnsonism <laughs> of the party, though. It's like the Libertarian Party only makes headlines for doing dumb shit. You know? Yeah, it's like it never for good reasons. It's all I mean, they if know. If anybody
1: knows, if anyone knows anything about this group, I think it is—is is it the Temple Satan or Church of Satan? It's, yeah, it's one of them. whichever one it is. It's the one that you know they don't actually believe in Satan. They they do a lot of political activist stuff. Like they're basically hardcore where,
0: atheists.
1: Places where they have like the Ten Commandments on display, I, I think they had them like they made them put up like this statue of Satan too, with children sitting on his lap and like stuff that stuff that I just find hysterical
0: and amusing. Real life but, trolling. Yeah, they exist for, to troll religious people pretty much.
1: Yeah, but but they, they have valid points, too. And the quote was a valid quote. I'm just saying you're well, not going
3: Speaking of trolling, can we just give a quick shout out uh, of respect to the 4chan trollers who keep taking down Shia LaBeouf's? Stupid oh, Trump yeah. protest. You sure can. <laughs> it's one of the best things I've ever seen. I want it I don't want it to ever end. I should and, be and a reality. And then you see they. like he, the like, Great Hunt or whatever that co- show is called.
0: He went to go like remotely broadcast from like to to finally get away from them from like he rented like a cabin in the Arctic and then they <laughs> found that too like they like could... within a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. You cannot uh, so defeat good. internet trolls who literally have nothing better to do than be on the internet. I mean, that's all yeah. they do. So
3: Well, and you got thousands gonna... of them working together, exactly. they're like uh, like fraggles building <laughs> building their little, little tunnel caves. They're like the it's dozers. Amazing, those to, it's amazing ones. to be that. Oh if they the dozers, do Yeah, like dozers.
1: Yeah. If they can do that, it took the police so long to find that that killer from Cleveland who like they had on video that he had his phone on him, but it took forever to actually catch him.
0: Oh, that's something I want to touch on, too, because the, the real heroes are the fine workers of McDonald's who, I don't yep. know if you guys saw, they held up his order. He ordered a 20-piece nuggets and fries, and I'm getting hungry just talking about this right now. He ordered a 20-piece nugget and fries, and they acted, they realized who he was, and they acted like the fries weren't ready, and they were just delaying as long as they could, and finally he took off. He like got you know probably got worried or something, but that, that gave the cops enough time to get there. They were so close by the time he took off that they that's how they got, caught up to him, and then he killed himself.
3: So those people deserve their $15 an hour, but it shouldn't yeah. be mandatory. They might deserve more. I think it should what, get a bonus. What if
2: they were all machines working there? Would they have wait, able wait, to wait. hold up? They
3: would have terminated
2: him.
0: Would robots have? Pardon me, him? sir. The fries are not ready yet. <laughs> Facial recognition match. Suspect. That's true. Identified. If there
3: were robots, that's, re- that's a good Rico point. Uh, they, if they there have have were robots, though, he would have gotten uh, gotten away. Maybe who knows how to feel he would have killed.
0: Why are you assuming the robots aren't smart enough to identify a uh, suspected murderer? They, Maybe they they're
3: probably more like actually probably if robots were working at every goddamn mcdonald's they'd be programmed the government would hack into them and program them with facial identification software and would instantly report you if you had a warrant after your arrest
1: what if the we need libertarian robots is what we need. I
3: need to call up Zoltan Ishvan and yeah. ask about Instead this. Instead of
1: trying to get more libertarian humans, let's just focus on libertarian robots.
0: There you go. Wait a minute. We don't <laughs> the need to go good. We don't need to go convincing people about liberty. We just build the robots that already believe it. What was I? We've even wasting our time, guys. Uh, <laughs> somebody call Zoltan Ishmann and John McAfee. Have them get their minds together, figure out how to build the race of libertarian robots, and then we'll
3: just it's take It's the over. most logical system. They should be well, all about look, it. But by uh, by the laws of you know Isaac Asimov or whatever it is, aren't the robots inherently libertarian because their number one rule is to not harm another human being or not is harm the, human beings? So they already the have NAP? the the nap is programmed into them right there, baby. There you go. Robots for president. Robots for everything. You know,
0: Mac, if you would just like program one for murder just for fun. And I I'm not, not going to tell you which <laughs> John. Well, hey, did you see he, his, uh, his appendix just exploded? John McAfee was in the hospital. Yeah, did I see that? I think he's going to be fine. I don't think anything can kill him. So, but uh no, Shout so out either. to John McAfee. We love you. Get well, unless the rumors are true, in which case I, I don't give you. I take that shout out back. But
1: they're not
3: true. I don't think take that they back. Are. I don't think. <laughs> I still give him a shout out.
0: Even if they're yeah. true.
3: all right. Even if they're true.
0: Um, I want to get into some letters from folks, but I think uh, this would be a good time to take a little break. First, give a quick shout out to our sponsors. When we come back, we'll answer some letters of liberty. All right, we are back, and be sure to listen to all our fine friends at all those other great libertarian podcasts, but not until you've listened to every single episode of Lions of Liberty. You can find the full archive at lionsofliberty.com slash podcast. You can find the Electric Liberty Land Archive, all 16 episodes. You can find the Felony Friday Archive, all that great stuff, while I'm... Given out urls i should probably tell you guys where to find today's show notes um but to do that i'm going to quiz this is a pop quiz i didn't tell you guys about this does anybody know what episode number this is that we're currently
3: recording 293 yeah close 293 as well also close
0: oh. <laughs> so close <laughs> i mean uh, i shouldn't really need to give Howie? you more clues. um it is t-
1: 293
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, well clearly you're paying close attention howie good job buddy. would not felony friday come out before this so that'll be 292
0: the felony friday does not count in our numbering system that's a we spin-off. operate differently oh. it's got a different numbers now for different shows so it gets God too confusing anyway it, it's 292
3: close enough ah uh, we all went over nobody wins the prize more anyway. importantly you
2: answered the same answer as me when he already told me i was wrong
3: that's the i just part.
2: thought i just thought mark was wrong
0: i'm wrong about my own episode number that, was, would not, that would not surprise me it's actually oh, it's happened before i once i had to re-record and uh, not a whole episode but one part of an episode because i named the wrong episode but whatever who cares I I the,
1: i'm so glad we don't have to do the whole thing over every time we like make one mistake sorry
0: guys you gotta start from the top again that's how it was
3: this on wax oh god the worst that's how the very first podcast was you just had to start over again if you if every hipster podcast if they recorded like 25 times
0: uh, right.
1: keep Does talking for another two
3: minutes i need another beer we
0: uh, will do anyway the the 292 <laughs> means that you can find today's show notes at lionsofliberty.com slash 292 we keep trying to keep things very simple around here and uh you'll find all sorts of stuff there especially links to anything we happen to discuss in the next few minutes i'll link to my sam cedar interview that's one but anything we talk about i'll try to link to it over there so go check it out uh and now it is of course time to dig into that old mailbag yes that's right folks we're going to answer a few Letters of Liberty. This is another Letters of Liberty song. That last one I wrote was a downer. It somehow just fell wrong. The lion said they All right, and a shout-out once again to my man, Dan Smotts, who, out of the kindness of his heart, wrote these, this little jingle for us and sent it our way. And uh, because we're believers in the free market, I just want to put it out there. If anybody else wants to send in a jingle, not that we don't love Dan's. We love Dan's. That's why I keep playing it. But uh, I like the idea of competition. So if anybody else wants to create a Letters of Liberty jingle, maybe I'll play that one on the air. Maybe we'll have a vote at some point if I get a bunch of them. Who knows what can happen? By the way, speaking of votes, I often put polls in our private Facebook group. It's called the Lions of Liberty Forum. Why don't you go ahead, type Lions of Liberty Forum in your Facebook search bar, and come on right in. We'll get you right in to join this conversation. Unless you're not on Facebook, in which case, you're out of luck. That's all there is to it. But you can still tweet to us at Lions of Liberty. You can still email me, M A R C at liberty.com. Lots of ways you can contribute and submit letters of liberty, which we're going to answer right now. Starting with Drake Lundstrom. Drake asks... And this is a heavy one, guys. I want to prepare you. This is a, a big-time question. This might take the rest of the show. But Drake wants to know, some countries, particularly Denmark and New Zealand, I hadn't heard about this, by the way, are essentially wiping out Down syndrome by just aborting any baby that had it. What is your opinion on this? Besides the abortion question itself, is there a problem with wiping out a whole kind of people? Is this new eugenics? Should people on the left that like abortion still oppose this because of diversity and to protect the disabled? This is a heavy one. I'm going to take a step back and uh, let you guys go at it. Um, Why don't we start with the Satanist, Howie?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just for the record, folks, I'm not a Satanist. No, he's a very
0: very good religious boy. Not this week. (laughs) Well, some weeks. All
1: right. So, I mean, obviously... I don't know. To me, this is wrong. I'm you're, you're killing something, and it's who are who am I or you to judge it? The death is better than having Down syndrome. I mean, I don't know. It it just seems. I,
3: I wonder. Didn't
1: even, I, I didn't even know they were doing this in places like Denmark and New, New Zealand. I wonder at um, what
0: point they can identify that. I mean, because there might be a difference in opinion if they do it at two weeks or you know eight months. I mean, I, okay. I don't know.
3: Yes, yeah. I mean. Purely, here's the question: Is it purely? Do they do it like it's just that's every baby, or is it is it a choice to have it? Because like that's the thing I don't know enough about this. I'm I'm guessing it's yeah. he's saying that they just do it automatically. You guys trying to say I means... should have done
0: some research on this before the show? <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, hey, for the conversation. But if it's something where it's you know it's like almost an automatic non-choice, I guess there's two ways to look at it, and and one is if you're looking at it from a welfare state perspective, you could argue, well, I guess it saves us on somebody that's going to be sucking on the system's teat down the road. That is, of course, a horrible way to look at it. But the way I look at this is like, okay, look at it this way. Uh, Okay, are people with Down syndrome a quote unquote kind of people? In essence, yes, because even though they have a genetic abnormality, people have argued throughout history that You know, different races were genetically inferior to one another. So you could argue that this is the same thing as saying, oh, you have to abort all black babies back in the slavery days because people looked at them as genetically inferior, or at least some people did. So by looking at it in that respect, I don't see how you can, (coughs) excuse me, how you can ethically say, yes, we have to abort all of these babies.
0: Yeah, I, I just pulled up an article, and, and, and um, the headline is that in Iceland, 100% of babies diagnosed with Down syndrome are aborted. And, and the article goes on to say, yes, every single baby, 100% of all those wow. diagnosed with Down syndrome are aborted. And it's, it's not clear from reading this article if that's a government policy or not. I got to think it is if it's 100%, though.
3: Yeah, you I know mean, what? Then... I can tell you this. Uh, the Special Olympics in Finland, very dull.
1: Well, I mean, these, these are probably the same people that, you know, thousands of years ago just left these babies out for the wolves in the woods. I guess this is a
0: little bit better than that. Yeah. Is but, uh, it? I don't know. I mean, adoption might be better than both of those things. <laughs> and the True. thing is, Down syndrome is not like, the, I mean, it's it's not great, obviously. No one wants to be born with a, a deficiency, but it's not like a death sentence. It's not like some other diseases. No, where not at all. I, it, might, it would be a different case if this is like, okay, we diagnosed that your child's going to die two weeks after he's born, and he's going to live a miserable, terrible life in pain. Okay, like that, that's a different thing than Down syndrome. I mean, people with Down syndrome are able to live fully functional lives. I mean, they have a little more difficulty getting along, but the vast majority of people with Down syndrome are, are regular functioning members of society. So this, it really does. I'm not really sure the libertarian aspect because then we're talking about the whole abortion thing. And I think we might have to apply the idea is equally, uh, whether there's Down syndrome or not, But when we're talking about rights, if it's somebody's right to abort, I don't think that really changes based it, on the is reason. It's somebody's
1: right to exist. And right. it, also something that we should probably research, it may be possible in the future with some of the things like the CRISPR gene editing right. uh, technology or other things that are coming out to you know alleviate some of the symptoms that come along with some of these things. And yeah. I'm just saying that someone being born with uh, something debilitating like this, not you know, completely, who – Like, why should you get to judge that? No, it's better if they're just dead.
3: It's a a spectrum, just like autism as well. There's I mean, there's different levels of Down syndrome and just how uh, I don't know what the word is, how handicapped someone is. Like Mark said, there's a lot of Down syndrome people you see working in jobs. They need a little bit more help, but you see them all the time. I mean, like, yeah, autism is the same way. There's people on the autism spectrum that are super brilliant that have a specific tweak of autism but otherwise they're fairly normal and then there's people that are almost non-functioning autistic but you don't see people saying well we should abort all children that test positive for autism which i don't think you can test in the womb yet but Mm. um but it's essentially the same principle it's i mean who who has that authority to judge how people should turn out i mean look stephen hawking by the same reasoning stephen hawking might have been aborted in the womb i mean Look at that guy. Well, Stephen Hawking was, is a good was, conspiracy well, theory. Uh, episode, he was fine though. He
1: was fine for years. I, I saw a movie about him once, and he didn't get whatever he has till later. But
3: if, but again, if uh, well, yeah, but if you're, but the thing is, if the <laughs> whatever genetic, he has, uh, <laughs> what is he a cerebral palsy? Uh, <laughs> something annoying. Muscular dystrophy. Oh, yeah. So the anyway, the, wasn't that good? The point, <laughs> He turned it off as soon as he got retarded. He turned it off. Uh, no, but the point is this: this is not based upon what could happen eventually because you're preemptively testing and they can do this for all sorts of things now. So Stephen Hawking has a gene. They say he's going to turn out this way. We can tell right now by looking at his genetics. So he probably in today's context would be a candidate to get the old vacuum uh, coat hanger.
0: Does the study say like, oh, but is there a gene that says like, oh, by the way, he's going to like, this guy's going to solve the universe. <laughs> like, be, is that in there? He's going to be great, but like, you're not going to like him. I mean, if you're going to uh, look at the road. cons, you got to look at the pros. So, and it,
1: so uh, what would you guys choose if you had the choice? Okay, as of tomorrow, you can either be, have Down syndrome or we're going to shoot you.
0: <laughs> I'll take Down syndrome, please. Uh,
1: yeah. I will, too.
2: So there are, <laughs> Rico? A couple things. <laughs> um, if Reiner shuts up so I can talk right. for a
3: second. Sorry um, that I have so many intelligent and uh, insightful things to say.
0: I would say you can tut- cut the tension in, a, in the room with a knife, but we're all in different rooms, so there's really uh, nothing we can so, do. So
2: I did some Googling while he was on his monologue. Apparently, the uh, testing for Down syndrome happens at 15 weeks, so you're in the second trimester, that's which would wh- be That's why you're a researcher. Under the um, current kind of... System in place in the United States. Well, you can, um, you
0: can have second trim, term, yeah, abortions, right? It's just yeah, but it's,
2: it's not as, um, it's not, it's, it's frowned way. upon more, yeah. Um, but, are then, you done yet?
0: God, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> All right, moving on to a new topic. No, go ahead.
2: <laughs> so, another thing is, um, apparently there's false positives, so Ooh. you can be diagnosed in utero with Down syndrome and be born without the condition. Oh, that's great. So it stands to reason if 100 uh, percent, there's 100 percent abortion rate, there's going to be a statistical, uh, a high statistical probability that some of those, I don't know how you want to call it, uh, children would be born without Down syndrome. And then there's also studies talking to people with down syndrome, 99% are happy with their lives. 97% are happy the way they look and, um, they're just happy in general. So I Which don't sounds really know a lot
0: higher than the numbers for normal humans <laughs> yeah, without exactly. syndrome. Yeah. So maybe it's not so, such a bad thing to have a better and view of and yourself. It
2: sounds like the, uh, the highest rates are in Iceland, Britain, and, uh, I've got the third country. So, but they're they were all countries with um, universal healthcare, which basically means its doctors are being paid by the government and they're um, advising the parents about what to expect, and it, it kind of so goes these for, are
1: more debts that we can chalk up to socialism. So, yeah, yeah is, this, is this
3: going back went, to what I was saying
1: yeah, earlier? About I was
3: going to tie it together, Dan.
2: <laughs> sorry, <laughs> <laughs> well, you stepped all over it. But going back to Brian's point, <laughs> it seems that there's a government interest in not having children born with Down syndrome. Because they I frown they on have this to spend,
1: and communists are for That it.
0: actually makes Boom. sense because the government – I mean not not sense in the good way, but just within the paradigm of universal health care. That's one of the, the problems, all these unintended consequences. When the government sees a cost savings by eliminating a life because it won't have to spend money on someone who has Down syndrome, I mean right there. That's just one example of, of the myriad of unintended consequences that can come from a system where one one organization, one group has full control over the medical system.
1: This is how the death panels start.
3: Hey, you know, you know, your kids looking a little, uh, little tardy there. when you say we give it the old Evo? We should play a game called "What Would Sam Sater
0: Say?" To every one of these things.
3: <laughs>
0: well, I mean, the data tells me that uh, more people do. You know, I don't know. I don't know where I go yeah. with this. I'm not, I'm not in Sam's head. I, I really don't. That's the. That's the. I hate to go back to this, but I, I really don't understand how some of these people think to the point that I think that. They can't actually believe it sometimes. Like, I, I just don't know. But they probably think the same thing about libertarians. So I I, I don't
2: know. I well, this goes kind of to a point that we didn't mention about his talk uh, or your podcast with him, where he was picking and choosing when morality surfaces.
0: Yes. Well, he so first he first he was wanted like, to say
2: slavery is wrong. So I, I just know that this so. is my
0: that was my favorite part of the interview because I really did feel like I nailed him on that Uh, and it was obvious to anyone listening that he he explicitly stated morality has no role in politics it's all data and then i brought up slavery and he started (laughs) to waffle and say oh well sometimes obviously we got to use morality and and then and then i'm like well how do you choose what he's like well i just based on the case by case basis like okay so you basically just totally contradicted what you said two seconds (laughs) ago when
2: when it's his personal morality then it's you know and not that we're (laughs) arguing for slavery but it's just such a clear
0: no i'm arguing against um, it based on morality and he's going to try to argue and based on his theory he would only argue against it based on what the data says and the data probably said slavery was pretty good for a lot of people you know yeah exactly except the folks
1: like him for our intervention in syria which has led to slaves being sold in the open markets now
0: and you mean libya in in fairness Uh, uh, i'm sure there's slaves in syria too in fairness he's pretty against the war. i I did mean libya we didn't get into that but uh in fairness he's he's pretty against that stuff that's one area he's sort of But I don't think he's against it the way we are. I think he's against it because it's like he's he's not even like
1: he's not even like Abby Martin against it, though. I I wish we had like a a real good anti-war liberal. I got to get Abby
0: Martin on. Yeah,
3: I got to get her in studio. That's a different story.
0: Anyway, you know, just (laughs) real
3: quick while we're talking about Sam because I want to say this earlier. I hate Janine Grilofalo. I (laughs) hate her. I mean, I think like whenever I hear her name, you know, in Young Frankenstein, where they say Frau Blucher and all the horses go. That's what I want every time her goddamn name comes up. Because she is the fucking worst. She oh, was good
1: so in my world and like She was good years. in the movie Clay Pigeons. Did I will see never see that?
3: Watch that. What no, on I earth? only saw her in The Truth About Cats Joaquin and Dogs Phoenix. and in Mystery Men. I refuse I to watch, link
0: to that movie in the show notes.
1: Watch Clay Pigeons.
0: <laughs> don't watch Clay Pigeons. I don't know. So maybe, maybe it's Bond. good.
1: Is
3: there yeah, any Vince libertarian Vaughn?
0: aspects of that movie?
3: Libertarian Vince Liber- Vaughn is it. I've seen it. Libertarian Vince Bond is in it. It's like you have two... It's you have like the two uh, fucking opposing forces going head to head there, libertarian Vince Vaughn and and progressive piece of dog shit Janine Garofalo uh, butting heads. Yeah, it's a good one.
0: Vince Vaughn, <laughs> you mean my my presidential candidate from the Libertarian draft?
3: Yep, that's the same one. Which I would have wanted uh, if I, Larry I Sharp didn't rig the whole thing. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna invite him to this gala event I'm doing, and if I can get him to show up, I'll hit him up for a libertarian podcast. I maybe. would hope
1: you would. Are there going to be any like draft updates, like how your guys are doing, or?
2: Well, maybe. <laughs> uh, my update is nothing. No one's doing anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> update is that we'll probably do it Except again. Except Jud Weiss is good later. We should, you know, we should Jud draft stuff. That's a good idea. Yeah, like look at where our teams are now after
3: some yeah. amount
1: of time. Like score, score them somehow. Yeah, yeah we, we, we
3: do should that. do it as a Trump. You know, I, I well, I am going to do a, a hundred days. Uh, look back at trump uh, for one of my ell shows yeah we should definitely sometime in the next month do a, a look back and see where are they now
1: so you can look forward to that lions
3: i know where larry sharp is it won't be Post- in the next our, month our but i think
1: that's too time.
0: soon but one of these <laughs> that will be something we'll do we could even do a redraft i don't know there's a lot we can do with it it's the, it's the best thing i ever thought of i'm just going to be honest mm-hmm. about that all right moving on it's time for more questions this is from another member of the lions liberty pride lionsliberty.com support. I lied. I totally am going to plug it again. Uh, Andrew Swain. Andrew's awesome. He sent me like 100 letters of liberty one day. So every week I have a letter. For, I have another question <laughs> from him. Uh, you're, you're awesome, Andrew. And uh, Andrew, you asked, what states do you view as being most libertarian? And what are most statist? So uh, I'm going to start with uh, where Brian and I live, uh, California as one of the most statist. I mean, it's uh It's pretty damn obvious. Uh, Everybody I talk to is uh, full-fledged status and thinks that there's not a problem that the government can't solve and make worse and then write new laws to try to solve the thing they made worse. So that's not the way they say it, but that's the way it is and um, yeah, I, I, I don't know I hardly know anybody besides Brian that doesn't support every tax increase that they propose Californians just go to the polls they vote for every gun control measure that comes up they vote for every tax increase, it doesn't matter all they gotta do is say schools, roads, and they eat it up, they say, you're right, we should increase property taxes, says the non-property owners that think they don't pay the taxes even though they pay it within their rent because yep. they don't have, understand a clue or care to understand a clue about what is going on in real life, It's just dry. Me crazy, and yet I choose to live here because I freaking love Southern California, I freaking love Los Angeles, and I have a pretty decent gig out here. So I'm gonna say, Until they truly drive me into the sea, that's my rant. A, about ter-
1: a terrible state over on the east coast is the uh, Democratic People's Republic of Maryland.
0: Oh, I thought you were gonna say Jersey, you threw me for a, a curveball there. I thought you know, he was gonna say New York. Ma- There's a whole Maryland, cluster of states,
1: and it's I live in Virginia, and my mom's up in Pennsylvania. I gotta drive through Maryland to get there. So just one example of their what statism. happens when you drive through Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> well, one example is, I mean, I have a concealed carry permit here in Virginia. I could be carrying. It's recognized in Pennsylvania, but I have to drive through Maryland or if I get stopped, I'll be uh, arrested in charge of a felony.
0: Whatever you do. Don't go to Jersey. Yep. But now, terrible gun laws, high
1: taxes run by liberal Democrats is awful. Maryland's terrible. Baltimore, very
3: stabby city.
0: <laughs> very stabby. <laughs> That's libertarian <laughs> there.
3: Friend, it was lovely. <laughs> I didn't get stabbed at all. Isn't that a libertarian right.
0: thing, being stabby? It means we have freedom, right? That's anarchy, baby. Everyone just stabbing away. <laughs>
2: We
3: could tell well, you some stories about Baltimore. Can't wait to. Oh the, yes, we could. That's we could. that's another one that we we should save. That's for the definitely going to be. Life.
0: We are going to do. I have thought about this. A, a bonus segment for Pride members only. Man, I'm really for someone who's not going to plug it that much. Uh, we're we'll talk about old college stories and old stories of of drinking, totally unrelated to Liberty stuff. So uh, I think it should be arresting
3: be centric. <laughs> the times we were arrested. I know Rico and I both have some, uh, or almost arrested. I know we both have some good tales about that. Yeah, that that's cuz we're libertarians. We're just we get arrested. That's what we do. Including uh, the quote unquote Free Rico party, which you guys will hear about at some point. Free Rico. still waiting for his freedom, too. Yeah, uh, keep um, waiting. Um yeah, so anyway, getting back to the question at hand, I'll throw out one just to just to throw it out there, but We haven't named uh, a good one yet. We
0: haven't well, we haven't named well, New
3: positive. York, I mean New York is obviously up there. Um the whole state. Well, they just put in this new program so that now they're paying for all the community colleges and, and four, two and four uh, year community colleges. that Everybody's got to pay for. And uh, but you're also required to stay in the state for as long as you get money from the government to be in college. So you stay for four years in college. Then you have to stay as a prisoner in the state for the next four years.
0: Well, you have to stay after you get the money.
3: Yes. You have to stay as many years as you were in college getting free tuition. You have to stay in the state. So if you get your you, your
0: free degree and you get a job offer because of it in another state, you can't even can't you can't go. even capitalize on the degree you just got. No,
3: that's what I was saying. I was like, if, what if you go to like, all right, you go to a New York university, you know, uh, whatever, uh, University N- of NYU. New York that state, you you know, state University of New York, whatever, the, whatever the fuck it is. And you go for film production and you go, oh, I'm going to move to L.A. They go, no, no, if you do that, you got to pay us all that money.
0: No, but there's a local uh, <laughs> there's a local community uh, a TV station in Purchase, New York, that you can go work at. Okay. So go, go, go suck fun. a
3: dick at New York one for a while and have then you can go out that. to L.A. All right, so what, what, anyway, <clears throat> that, I'll throw up. But also Washington State, I'll throw out there as the uh, a, 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 you know, Seattle and I think Washington State as a whole is a big proponent of the, the minimum wage laws. But yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just but my man there.
0: Michael Pickens is working to make Washington libertarian because that is they Gavin actually King? have I think the most elected libertarians of any any state in Washington, mostly due to the work of Michael Pickens and, and Heather Nixon and other like very active. They have a very active liberty movement within that the socialist uh, utopia. So I just want
3: to get. Well, Heather was just saying chat. they have a socialist uh, city council member in uh, oh, Seattle. Yeah. Sh- well,
0: <laughs> I think her name is like Shawarma or something. It's not that, but I well, just wasn't
1: their <laughs> mayor? <delicious>. <laughs> Didn't
0: <laughs> it just come again? out that-
1: did it just come out that the mayor was like, like molested some kids or something?
0: Probably. Without bothering his, to research desperate. it, I'm going to
1: say pretty, it's definitely true. I'm pretty sure <laughs> he like fostered some kids and like raped them. That's, that's what I remember reading on the internet. I think uh, I, I don't
0: have a source. for uh,
3: Thanks for that. Unconfirmed rumor of foster child rape. Just uh, go- also though, I want to toss out. Here's a, here's a new contender man for us an up and coming libertarian state. How about Arizona?
0: All right. What are the pros? They, they they allow so carry. They allow open
3: carry. So I open like open carry. Open carry. Plus, they just pushed through a bunch of reforms. One of which was they they and actually it passed through. They pushed through reforms that would fix a lot of the um asset forfeiture, civil asset forfeiture by the uh, by the police. They the, the bill I believe that passed said that you had to be convicted of a crime for them to be able to take and keep your shit. Right. I
1: lived there briefly. I really liked it in Arizona. Everybody. I don't think I ran to any liberals there.
3: <laughs> it's a utopia.
1: Do you think I our... know? I know there was there was a town people talked about that I think was called Bisbee. They said that's where they all all the like hippies are. They do keep
3: electing John McCain. Oh, oh God, that is a good point. A big point. Ooh, against them. That is a point against them. But that's just. Yeah, I don't know how they keep doing that. I just don't know. Maybe they just feel bad for him. It's like, you know, it's like putting him in an old folks home. They're like, just, you know, let's just, just let grandpa Potter around in the, in the Senate for a while. He's going to die one of these days, right? He has to die soon.
0: I guess we got to give a shout out to Colorado. They're kind of liberalish, but they were the first to fully legalize weed along with, uh, I think Washington was at the same time. So you got to give them some points there. And, uh, even California for all its flaws, based on my rant earlier, First ones to do medical marijuana. So they kind of paved the way for that, even though if if we suck in every other way and recently did full legalization, which has some issues, too, because obviously it's highly regulated, um, which which you're not going to love. But
3: you can uh, smoke weed on the street, but you can't look at titties and drink a beer at the same time in Los Angeles. Makes sense to me. (laughs) Goddamn ridiculous. Now, you look you can look at titties. You just can't look at the stuff below. Uh, where well you not uh, in not the city of la though i think you have to go outside the city i think you know. the law is is
0: full nude no booze partial nude okay but i could be wrong i can't find anywhere locally. i've never not, been to I've, these like, places that you're talking about so i literally either
3: i'm just this totally, is all research it's a very <laughs> hypothetical conversation it's it funny
2: how since brian's been married he's brought up strip clubs in like every
3: podcast he's been on <laughs> <She> <laughs> i bring the same issue in every podcast because it pisses me off so badly because i think it's so stupid I can't find a strip club anywhere. Liberal <laughs> ass California ca- considers it. It just makes me, because I think it's such hypocrisy that you've got the feminist movement. What's more feminist than women using men for money and like using your bodies and making a ton of money off of it? Yeah. Yet they're like, oh, we can't allow you to drink and look at boobs.
1: We, I the, think
3: the there strippers an are an victors stupid. here. I mean, clearly. I think not. there's
1: been the switch. We've gone from the free the nipple to like now you wear a hijab instead <laughs> oh, so it's it it's the future doesn't look bright
0: you think there'll be like a, a hijab a strip club where the strippers are naked but they wear hijabs because they're technically still follow, like it's like muslim strippers but they follow the rules technically it just says you got to wear the hijab they never mentioned <laughs> what do you
1: what do you mean by like stripping bottoms. you can see their eyes
0: I hope it's, I hope it's a <laughs> <laughs> they pull back their eyes and everyone's like oh my
3: oh my Ooh. jerry
0: did you see that her eye. No. She, she just took her left well, it's eye gonna off. Be,
3: it's going to be uh, a jerk-off joint, and it's going to be called the hand hijab. <laughs> All right. It's definitely
0: time to move <laughs> that's, that's on to pretty a new good. question that's now. That's pretty good. As a surefire sign. I don't think we ever really came up with a true libertarian state because there's just really not. <laughs> I mean, right? There's just not a libertarian state.
1: There's
2: <laughs> no. Decent ones. I mean, there's some I mean, that are better than others. Can we I hear
1: good things about Montana.
2: Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. I think Idaho is pretty pretty decent yeah, yeah. basically the oh. places you don't want to live
0: are the most libertarian oh boy this is a terrible terrible marketing <laughs> for libertarianism the most libertarian states are the places you don't want to go great
3: if it wasn't for the That's winter sparsely populated Aye. Aye, aye, aye.
0: All right. Well, we're never going to have liberty unless unless it's in a sucky place. I think Well, you that's know what why? We...
3: It, makes, it makes sense <laughs> of the most sparsely popular because all the city centers are super progressive liberal, and that's where that's what forces through a lot of the— uh,
0: And honestly, they, those city rules. centers tip the scales. Like, NYC totally—it yeah, t- do, doesn't matter totally. what the rest of New York thinks. NYC's got that covered. doesn't matter what the rest—I There's, I mean, California's huge. There's Jefferson area. Those people are not progressives up in Jefferson. I mean, they're oh, about hell. as— as opposite as you can get but they're so small and so insignificant compared to san francisco and la that the politics of san francisco and la are always going to dominate the state i mean that's maybe each state
1: should have an electoral college
0: maybe we should (laughs) all focus on well my life would i would still be a liberal bashing them but i think the city i think the power centers should be the big should be cities in general not not necessarily big cities but i i hate the the fact that a whole state you know because of a couple cities has, you know, will impose his policies over the rest of the state, where if the powers are more localized, all right, well, L.A. can just be progressive in L.A., and San Francisco can be progressive in San Francisco, but let Jefferson be libertarians or whatever, you know? Yep. Not saying anything controversial here for libertarians, obviously, but anyway, moving along to my man Austin Broderson. He's got a pretty interesting one here. Uh, we'll do about two more questions maybe, and then we'll, we'll hop off this little baby, but Austin Broderson, another member of the Lions Liberty Pride, I'd like to point out, He asks, would banning the government from negotiating with unions over contracts be an infringement on freedom of association? Teachers, police, and other government unions seem to be a powerful opponent in our fight for more liberty. So why should our tax dollars be spent to negotiate with them or keep them around? And I'm just going to say the last part, I'm totally against uh, our tax dollars being used used for this kind of thing. But uh, what are you guys' thoughts on this whole – I mean it does bring up a good point, an interesting point anyway about whether that is you know freedom of association and if we should apply that to different levels of government.
2: Well, are unions really freedom of association because most of them you have to be um, you have to be in the union if you work at the market in a, or the uh, in the job. They should be, don't have but a choice. that kind
1: of is not the case in reality. Are
2: you sure? For like what for like which ones? For which unions? Like, or which which workplaces are you talking? Well, like
1: say like if I was a teacher, could I not just teach at like a Catholic school instead of being part of a teachers union?
2: Okay, well, I mean, you could choose not to work at a, a particular jobs, but if you want to work at the job that has a union, generally you have to be in the union because they'll say you're free riding because you'll get the benefits of the contract the union you know generously negotiates on your behalf without paying the union dues. So just like every cop has to belong to a union well i I don't know about every single police district but i'm i'm guessing pretty much yeah i know pretty if sure, you're in the yeah. cleveland what's that
0: no i'm i just interrupted you for no reason I, I, i'm pretty sure almost every police police organization has a union i
1: mean yeah that's the part that i'm against i don't think we should stop the government from contracting with them if that's who's providing the service i think the problem is with people being forced into these uh i don't know
2: Yeah. I mean, you you get a generally like if you're if the workplace is going to unionize, there's a vote and then there's all these um, rules about how the votes have to be conducted. And then there's, you know, all these disputes that go to the NLRB every year. And, um, you know, the rules constantly reverse because if there's a Democrat in the White House, they'll appoint Democrats to the NLRB. And then when a Republican gets in, they'll reverse it. So the rules change basically with every single administration. And that's why there's so much litigation about it. But most of the time, there's mandatory union memberships, and so once there's Th- a union, these are
1: just policies; they're not laws, right? It's the- it has nothing to do with the government.
2: These are just things that people are choosing to be a part of. Well, and no, there's I mean, there's well, in the private sector it doesn't about the Supreme Court all the time. How how the you know things are negotiated? There was a case a few years ago about um, whether mandatory union dues uh, were were allowable and you know i don't know i probably could research that to see what it said but I didn't. you are
0: our head researcher i mean
2: come on i i was on a deep dive for a different <laughs> research subject that we'll get into a different that you'll
0: time. learn about on the next conspiracy Corner. if you join the lions liberty pride which i told you i wouldn't promote that much but i am going to slash support lots of free content folks well it's not free lots of bonus content folks Um, my kind of stance on the union thing, I mean, TV, the TV industry out here is kind of like this. I mean, there's a lot of unions, a lot of gigs you're supposed to be in the union. Uh, there's, there's no laws related to it. I've worked, I've, I've been in the TV industry for about 12 years and I've never joined a union, but I've worked union gigs. Usually you can work a union gig. Uh, you can do like a certain number of days before you have to join. And, uh, you know, most of my work has been non-union, so I haven't had to, but I'm all fine with that. I have no problem. I mean, I don't like it. I don't like that some places are union and I don't, cause I don't want to join the union, but I'm okay with it in the, uh, you know, the libertarian sense, the moral sense. There's nothing wrong with forming unions, joining them. The problem is when the government gets involved and says, you have to join this union to do this job, or you have to be in this union to be in this industry, and then when they contract with like you know, when they use police unions or teachers' unions, and they say, we're only going to contract with union people because that's our law, that's our government policy, that's where I have issues, but I have no issues with the existence of unions, but like you know what Austin's talking about is really talking about the government. So to me, like a middle ground, I don't think we should ban the government from specifically negotiating with unions uh, on any level, really. I don't think there's th- you should bar them from that but um you know you should make it so they can negotiate with unions and non-unions alike or you know they can they should be able to choose based on what's the best but the problem is you know who the best workers slash you know cost is going to be but the problem is usually the unions are, are influencing the politics of the local government or the, or the higher levels of government so that's usually not going to be an option even if the law doesn't say that the government is probably going to go with the union because that's who's influencing them so i i don't know but the solution other than
2: how can you anarchy. stop <laughs> the government from negotiating with the union when there's public uh, sector unions uh, who would the well, union yeah. negotiate with, and for, that, yeah. you know? Well,
0: I'm definitely against I mean, public sector unions as like a monopoly yeah, on their I own. Mean, but they exist.
2: Right. So, I mean, I, I am too, but they exist and they have a lot of power. So they're not going away.
0: Yeah. So I guess we're all
3: screwed, huh? Yep.
2: That's why <laughs> exactly. cities go bankrupt. How many cities in California have gone bankrupt? I think all of them. Oakland, Sacramento.
3: Yeah, bankrupt is a loose term because I think they're all in debt. So. They probably all should be <laughs> declared well, bankrupt. No.
2: I mean, they have to get emergency funding from other sources other than, you know, their revenue streams. So they, they have the capability to say, oh, we want money from the state of California where, you know, if I don't have money to pay my bills, I can't say, hey, everyone in the state, give me your money. And then I'll pay my bills and be awesome if we could do
0: that. Just kidding. I mean, it would be awesome to just have your taxes or your debts paid, but not awesome if you could force people to do it. Anyway. All right, folks, we all hate unions. I think uh, we agree on that. Let's get in one more question here because a it's from Marty Milligan, supporter of the show. B it's kind of ridiculous and C it's sort of (laughs) interesting too. So let me just read what he wrote and then we'll talk about it. Uh, Marty Milligan. He says, Let's say that author Charles Murray... Now, of course, he named this person specifically because Charles Murray has written books. um, I think it's called The Bell Curve is one of his books. Uh, He basically looked at... Um, intelligence quotients between races, and he basically says, and this is Sam I mean Sam Cedar should love this. He basically just puts out data and says like the data shows there are differences in the races that we should just recognize it and he i as far as I know, he doesn't support laws that that uh, about discrimination. He's just written on this topic, but that's enough to get him uh you know majorly protested. There was a lot uh, I think one of his um speeches was shut down, I'm not sure if it was Berkeley or somewhere else in California, but uh, it was shut down pretty pretty violently. Um, yeah, just, they heard. Just,
3: yeah, the woman who's the administrator, I think, got got tugged uh, and they dislocated her arm or something yeah, like that. It, to it the hospital. Yeah,
0: yeah. But um, you know, I, regardless of his views, that Marty Milligan is just using him as the example because that's a real life example that happened. So anyway, starting again. Let's just say that the author, Charles Murray, is tipped off that his next talk is going to be shut down by violent protesters, as we know it already was. Instead of putting in danger the life of another academic that wishes to, to disprove his work from 20 years ago, instead of discussing the topics of his talk, meaning instead of him bowing out and giving it to somebody else, Dr. Murray delegates the appearance to an angry misanthrope from West Virginia, <laughs> who I'm guessing is maybe Marty. Uh, would it be a <laughs> violation of the – well, not maybe. Would it be the, a violation of the NF? Of the NAP, if I, er, the misanthrope, (laughs) were to let loose with a volley of paintball headshots when the protesters stand up and start chanting? Alternatively, how about center mass shots from a 12 gauge loaded with beanbag rounds? Again, non lethal guys, don't worry about it. Uh, Would it help to repeatedly yell, I'm in fear for my life, stop threatening me? Obviously, this question is sort of in jest. Uh <laughs> or is it sort of. <laughs> but it is it is actually kind of interesting because it does bring up an interesting scenario if I can just break it down to its most base level if 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 somebody sends it, okay if if you show up somewhere knowing knowing for a fact that violent groups are coming to attack you or assault you, and you know this going into it, and you purposely come armed and ready to fight and then strike them first, knowing about the threat. I think that is actually an interesting scenario to talk about because who is the, who is the NAP violator there? Is it you first, you know, technically, you know, Marty or this misanthrope, I mean, uh, is shooting the first shots, but he's aware that there is violence coming. It's on the way. He knows this yet. He's not the one. You know, shooting the first shot. So what I think he just like?
3: summed up the the Trump North Korea scenario, right?
0: Now. Yes, exactly. That's uh, this is so. actually a giant question about North Korea, <laughs> Korea that Marty disguised very.
3: Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, for being completely transparent, yeah, you still can't shoot people based upon a uh, a premonition feeling that they're going to attack you because what if they don't?
0: Yeah, and especially well, well, I think it's kind of related to that base stickman guy. Um, You know, he shows up to these events where he knows there's going to be violence, and yes, he's being defensive, but he's also showing up with weapons and shields and gear that makes him look like he's ready for a fight. So, to what extent does that ignite the fight? You know, even, you know, to, even though you know that there's going to be one, to what I'm extent fine does, with.
1: I'm fine with that as long as you don't start it. I'm fine Is, with
0: it too, but yeah, I mean, totally.
1: I mean, if somebody. And you don't even have to get hit first. If someone says they're going to hit you and moves towards you, that's enough. But you need to be threatened and someone, like, coming at you first before you can do anything. To me, they get what they deserve. These Antifa people are, like, the scum of the earth, the worst human beings ever. I love seeing them get their heads bashed in. I think it's awesome. <laughs> but, uh, I, I knew do, how yeah, we reached for that but, whiskey secretly at some point. But I, <laughs> not, you You can't go out and start it. We're, you know, we, we'll defend ourselves violently, but... It's like, well, I don't know. I don't like the way he worded his question. Where they start chanting and then he starts shooting at them. I, I think you yep. need a little bit more. What are they chanting?
0: Before that's that's what we need to know. Are they chanting "We're gonna kill you"? I mean,
3: if
1: that's the case, maybe. Chanting, I
0: guess, yeah. Then, yeah. Then,
1: then go open
3: fire.
0: It
1: depends on the look, If we're
3: gonna if we're gonna attack people for chanting, we are the Antifa because that's just uh, you and know. And the you need safe space. and
0: the Fed the Fed starts shooting at us like, yeah. oh god! Well, we asked for it. We did say we're gonna end them.
3: So. Yeah.
2: Well, there's a different principle that you kind of alluded to earlier, though, like you kind of said, well, should he show up when he knows that these people are going to chant and and get rowdy and possibly threaten violence against him? But that's a whole heckler's veto scenario. Should he not be allowed to go and exercise his freedom of speech because the forum is going to react hostily um, to him? And if the answer is no, he shouldn't go, that means – the people are able to effectively shut down freedom of speech because people are afraid of the consequences, and, and Which, that can't yeah. be allowed. So you definitely with should.
3: Today, yeah,
2: you definitely should be allowed to go there. And if he fears that he would be harmed, he definitely has the right to have some kind of defense. Um, that, that particular scenario where he shoot people for, you know, chanting at him um, <laughs> might be a little bit of a let's a actually uh,
0: let's move over to the ann Coulter thing actually because that's actually an interesting one because i saw today at first obviously my reaction was probably the same as you guys at first uh that you know i think they, they did was it berkeley again berkeley's always doing i think so stuff. it was of course yeah. it was
3: berkeley by yeah. the way before we go to this next subject, can we just do a berkeley. quick can we give a, a quick nod to marty milligan and just sing a quick verse of country roads for him being <laughs> a west virginia man <laughs> how about we do that on the way out all right sounds good marty, we'll say, marty stay it. tuned
0: <laughs> We're gonna do a really bad version of Country Road at the end of the show, um,
3: <laughs> but just the chorus.
0: Uh, they did Berkeley did ca- did counter uh, did counter did cancel an Ann Coulter speech, um, and uh, so yeah. First, the gut reaction is oh, more censorship again, and that might, that may be the case. But I did see that she she specifically stated to them that if anyone heckles her, now again, I might this might not be true, but I saw this in an article. Then that's all I need, uh, and let's just act like it's true for the purposes of the hypothetical. Uh, she said that if the, if anybody heckles her, they sh- they need to be expelled from the school, and that's a stipulation of of her coming. And then that's why they canceled it. They said, "Well, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna agree to that to expel anyone that that heckles See, what,
3: you." What I read was the statement I read is that they said they could not protect, uh, or they they could not protect people from the rioters. I'm sure what they I had – I mean, statement.
0: maybe that's better than – I don't know. But, I mean, court, yeah, I mean uh, – at this point, you know there's going to be Antifa at this stuff. So, like, right. they, you can say that maybe there's some sense in canceling it if you know there's going to be violence in your school and you don't want violence. At the same time, is it hurting free speech? But let, let's let pretend that what she said is true just for a second. Do you think they'd be justified in canceling it if, if she said you must expel anybody that heckles me? Heckles. Heckles can mean you're stupid and expelled. I, mean, I think that's a little bit of a ridiculous stipulation, if true. She's well, probably ooh.
1: being sorry. she's probably being sarcastic, but um maybe, just a, a little news update. She said she is still going and speaking, even though the official talk is cancelled.
3: Ooh, I like it. So. Okay. So We're that sounds that. like she's not yeah, that doesn't sound like somebody then who's saying I'm not gonna show up no, and you have to kick people out or I'm not showing up. Yeah. She's so yeah. gonna go so either maybe way. That's BS. Maybe it is. So it yeah. will be
0: the it'll be the
1: next battle of Berkeley. Uh, I got to
0: give Ann Coulter some serious props, though, because I really have never really liked her all that much. I, I like her gusto. I like her, you know, her her pizzazz. I just try to get her on the show, actually. Uh, but uh, I, I've never really liked her political positions. I've always seen her as a neocon who's just going to default to the Republicans. And she was a huge Trump person. But she came out and criticized Trump for doing the Syria thing. She criticized him and she said, you know, we didn't get on this to be involved in more wars. The Middle East wars are a disaster. We shouldn't be involved in any of this stuff. And she really very strongly came out against Trump. And I got to give her a lot of respect for that because she put her whole, you know, her whole career, her whole, she attached her whole persona to Donald Trump. And it did not, she didn't hesitate to criticize him when she thought he did something wrong. So I I, I give her props. uh,
3: Richard Spencer, man. Richard Spencer and the alt-right are the same thing. They were were anti-war protesting and the Antifa dipshits (laughs) We're attacking them while they're protesting against war.
1: <laughs> I also like that she uh, she says she doesn't think that women should be able to vote. She does? She does. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just I kidding. Know. I was testing to see if my girlfriend doesn't to, say that, to this ever. She does say that. I don't agree she's with that. She's probably at the door
0: right outside the room. You're
3: in the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's probably, well, she, no, I'm sure she's duct taped in a basement somewhere. Um, she, anyway. Satan, she, in she, some sort of Satanist ritual. Yeah, Are we wrapping this bastard up? We are.
0: We're going to wrap it up right now. Guys, yeah, it's been a blast having you guys here for this little excursion into the land of libertarians in living rooms drinking liquor, even though I'm not sure any of us are actually in living rooms, but we are certainly drinking liquor, and we are having a good time. That being said, I only have really one more thing to say besides tune in this Wednesday for Electric Liberty Land, tune in this Friday for Felony Friday, tune in again next Monday for this show again once again. Until next time, folks,
3: live long and live free.
0: Hey, Marty, this is for you. The country road takes me home to to the place place I belong,
3: West West Virginia. Virginia.
0: country road you totally reversed the lyrics there i like how it's me and brian doing a duet there (laughs) gentlemen badly
1: karaoke master congratulations congratulations marty west virginia also just (laughs) legalized medical marijuana so there you go hey all right